as the wild and messy coaching industry matures. Being in supervision is recognized as the standard for coaching excellence. Research tells us consistently that the impact of supervision is broad and profound for you as a coach, for the positive impact you have on clients, and for the development of our industry as a whole. I've been training for the last year in a diploma of supervision after experiencing the benefits of it for the last decade, and I'm delighted to invite you to Growth Edge Circles, my year-long coaching supervision program. This is intimate, stretchy human work. It's the thread, I believe, that connects your training and tools with the real life work of coaching actual humans to your own journey towards coaching mastery and business success. I honestly don't know how any coach does this work without supervision. Simply put, it's aces to have a small group of colleagues and a deeply experienced OG coach in your corner. If you want to check out Growth Edge Circles, just go to selfbelief.school backslash supervision and book a tea with me. I'd love to meet you and chat more about your coaching work. We start in January. Welcome to Courage and Spice. This is the podcast for humans with self-doubt. I'll share evidence-based resources and teach you proven coaching tools to help you transcend your self-doubt. I'm Sass Petherick, a master coach and founder of the Self-Belief Coaching Academy. I'm so glad you're here. Let's do this. Hello you. This is the last episode of Courage and Spice for 2022. I'm excited to be sharing with you a brilliant way to accelerate your expertise, develop your relationships and grow your self-trust. It has been, without a doubt, the number one surprising action I've taken that has grown my business in the most unexpected way. It sounds pretty magical, right? (laughs) So the thing to do is, drumroll please, ask for feedback. Okay, don't switch off. (laughs) The thing about feedback is most of us really understandably don't ask for it ever about anything. I think because we equate feedback with criticism and it means we just avoid any of those likely scenarios where we'll be judged or criticized and that makes total sense I mean so many of us me absolutely included will do anything we can to avoid being judged or criticized but I think that this also means that we miss out on the opportunity to heal some of that fear of judgment and criticism and the truth is not all feedback is actually critical anyway some of it's really bloody helpful And I think that's the thing that I have been just so grateful for is the the courage to just put yourself in the situation where you're open to feedback or you're actively seeking it. The benefits of that far outweigh the very natural emotional kind of defenses and responses to, to the fear of criticism. So I really wanted to do this episode because I think there are so many good reasons to ask for it. I think it is a massively simple way of growing and I've also got some ideas for 
how you can do this in a way that guarantees you some really excellent feedback. So let's start by looking at why you should do this. And I think this applies if you are employed, if you're in any kind of relationship, and especially if you are running your own business. Because just when you're self-employed, there are far less kind of formal opportunities or built-in opportunities for those natural feedback loops that tend to happen when you're part of an organization. So the first thing is that feedback will make your thing better before you finish it. So I just want to give you an example of this. When I was creating Self-Belief School, I asked my potential clients, the coaches that would be working with me, my supervisor and my coach for feedback about different aspects of the program. And I had some really good intel to add to my own thinking. It meant that I had a really good idea of who this was for, how it would help, and specifically what my people were looking for. And from my kind of team of trusted advisors, I had some really great ideas for for what would make this extra powerful and extra um, impactful for, for those clients. It meant that I was totally sold on the program before I started actually marketing it. And I think showing someone you're working (laughs) often feels a bit like us, right? But I think what's worse is plowing ahead with our own unchecked assumptions and then wondering why it doesn't land with people. And I think this happens in work situations as well, right? So just asking for feedback as you're growing and learning, as you are figuring out this new job or a new project, asking for feedback at work can be as simple as, look, it would really help me to show you where I've got to. Could we meet to talk about this? Or is there anything about that situation that you would have done differently, Right, so you're you're actually asking specific people for that feedback so that you can grow in those situations. And for your potential clients, it can be about inviting people to tell you more about their experience of the thing you want your product or service to help them with. That is gold. So just to experiment with this, if you are a business owner, what I would recommend doing is just inviting people to tell you more about their experience of the thing you want your product or service to help them with. And, you know, there's loads of like online form type scenarios. You can do it in DMs and social media. There's lots of ways to gather that feedback. And luckily, the technology is there for us to do this in a variety of different ways. I know when I have been developing programs in the past, I've actually invited people to be interviewed by me. And I've asked them a series of questions about things that I I just really wanted to know more about. Big companies do this and they call it market research, right? So asking for feedback before you've made your thing, completed it, I think that this is a great way of adding in your client's voice to whatever it is that you're creating on their behalf. And I think in a work situation, this can be so, so helpful if you are contributing to a wider project or if you're doing something in a team Even just asking a colleague or someone more senior or more experienced, just saying, look, it would really help me to show you where I've got to, just so I can check my thinking with you. Could we we meet? Um, I think this can be so helpful for just expanding your relationships in the workplace and also getting a sense of if you're on the right track or not. 
So it makes your thing better before you finish making it. The second reason to ask for feedback is that it can hugely impact your self-trust if you let it, right? So, and this is because by its very nature, if you ask a range of different people for feedback, you're probably going to get different perspectives and sometimes they will be in conflict with each other. They will be the opposite. And that means that you'll need to decide what you want to do. And it's a really great opportunity to just sink into your own discernment. I think adding in that complexity can actually dilute your self-doubt because you get to see, okay, there's not a right answer here. There's just different people's perspectives or opinions. So I can I can take that into account as I'm making my decision. And I think in relationships, this can be particularly helpful. Like if someone just disagrees with something, you get to decide, well, if I change how I do this, Is it because I'm trying to keep you happy or because I can totally see the benefits of what you're offering? The outcome might look the same, but the motivation for making that change is entirely different. And the third reason I think that feedback is so underrated is that it's going to give you a ton of opportunities for your own growth and development. So what I've found this year as I've really sort of embraced asking for feedback is that I I feel like now I'm in this place of a much deeper, richer style of leadership. Like I, I think I've been in the past a bit wedded to the idea that I sort of needed to be the expert, that people had expectations of me. And if I didn't have all the answers, then somehow I would be disappointing them. And now I'm like, I don't know, (laughs) let's figure it out together. So I'm kind of in this much more lighter and joyful place of I don't have to have all the answers. I'm really interested in how this lands for people and it feels like I'm in this place of just keeping on experimenting and adjusting as I go. And what I have found is that this has neutralized the fear of criticism because I've got really comfortable with not having to be right or have everything figured out. And so for anyone who has a little sliver of perfectionism running through their bones, this can be really, really healing, can be really helpful to just let yourself off the hook. It doesn't mean you are lowering your standards, because I know for so many folks with that perfectionist streak, it's it's actually coming from a value of excellence, right? So it's not about that. It's just coming at excellence from a different perspective. So let's talk about how you can give yourself the best chance of getting excellent feedback. I've got three top tips for you just based on my learnings. The first one is to ask specific questions of a specific audience. I think this is really, really key. Because look, some people have no game when it comes to giving feedback and it gets ineptly offered and it will probably either piss you off or just upset you. And look, my heart goes out to anyone who's suffered the indignity of the feedback sandwich. You know, when Dave, the new team leader, slides a poorly worded criticism between two reasons for why you're actually really great. It's it's a terrible sort of approach to feedback. 
And so I think minimizing this usually means we have to do a bit of work first. So getting clear about what you want feedback on and who you want it from is key. What is the person, the people that would actually help you with this thing? So I know when I start getting clear about what I want feedback on, sometimes I realize that I just want someone to tell me I'm doing a good job. And I think that is so true for many of us who are self-employed. Like we just don't have those natural kind of feedback loops where we get that information. So, you know, I think this is entirely, entirely normal and understandable. You know, I worked with a, a supervisor who helped me figure out that, One of the reasons I want this is because the only person that used to give me unconditional positive feedback was my mum. And after she died, I totally missed that. I was so hungry for it. I worked really bloody hard to get it without really ever asking for it. It was kind of exhausting. But a supervisor helped me to really understand that. And for years, she would start each session with, okay, what did you do a good job on lately? And it's it's been, you know, such a gift. And now I have this tiny circle of people who I can totally say, can you tell me I'm doing a good job? Or can you just tell me what I need to hear right now? So get clear on what would help, because the last thing we want is for you to be asking Dave, the team leader, you know, to give you the same kind of affirmation that you might want from a parent or a, or a loved one, right? That would be confusing for Dave. Okay, so that's the first one, asking specific questions of a specific audience and doing that pre-thinking work. Second thing is to give yourself the gift of a pause between processing the feedback and then responding to it. And I think this is the reality of feedback is that it's rife with our own emotions right? Just let yourself be human. I still get that kind of gut clutch of dread whenever I read any feedback I've requested or just an email from someone that I then realize is disappointed in me or the service they haven't received because of reasons. It's the worst, right? But giving myself some time just to feel the feelings and then considering like, okay, I've taken it all in. So what do I want to say? What do I want to do? How do I respond to this? And I think the best outcome is always going to be when you respond from a state of calmness, compassion for yourself, the other person, the other people. Like there's no rush. So give yourself that pause. Sometimes feedback is tricky to hear. And My third tip is for getting excellent feedback is to not be afraid to act on the feedback that you actually receive. So this has been like the biggest lesson for me. So over the last few months with Self-Belief School, we've gone through this first round of these 10 modules of how to very gently and compassionately make sense of your self-doubt and move towards cultivating really robust self-belief and we have a lot of approaches for that Um, and I work with three coaches Marion, Lisa and Scott they all work with me and they lead coaching circles of small groups each week to support the students through the core curriculum and we've been meeting each week so the coaches feel kind of prepared and supported and those sessions have given me a real-time sense of how the program is landing and where we can improve 
I asked about a month ago for much more specific feedback from our students directly and we received loads of really thoughtful, considered ideas and loads of feedback. Over uh, almost three quarters of the people responded and it was really clear that the program was far too fast. Everyone wanted more time, more space. And in my mind, I believed that everybody would expect some weekly value, right? So we went with weekly modules, but it was very obvious I've totally got that wrong. It was too fast. And people felt overwhelmed and like they were behind and it was too much. And I just felt really awful about that. I felt like, ah, I've disappointed you. You haven't got what you needed. And actually... The truth is, when I've sat with the pause and processed the feedback, in responding to it, it's just the easiest thing in the world to add more space to the program. And so I just allowed myself to kind of process this and think about it for a week and then came up with some ideas. It's so easy for us to add in more space. So alongside a bunch of changes we're making, I sent out this 10-point email to all the students and said, you know, thank you so much for your feedback and here's what I'm changing in the program and why. And the coolest part of this has been their response. It's been phenomenal. And a couple of people have said that they realized how and it was the first time that they'd asked for what they needed and had that response, had that met had that responded to in a way that they felt heard and they felt cared about. So many people shared about how much trust they now felt in the team and the program. And I just adore all of these humans. And I and I know that because of the, fa- the pace of this first round, we've been through now a, a rupture and a repair. The program was too fast. People felt overwhelmed. I created that. Now I've changed it. And there is this tangible increase in bravery and safety. So all to say that many of you, my protective self-doubt is always telling me to wait until everything is right, to be afraid of risking criticism and rejection. And that is totally human of me. And then I sit with the question, what else could be true? And I find that there's almost never a really good reason to wait. Like at some point that just becomes procrastination. And I I didn't wait until this was perfect. I waited until it was good enough. And I've asked for feedback along the way. And that has made this better. And so th- this is the thing that I've learned that has grown everything. Doing anything, whether it's a team project, whether you're making software or you're a nurse or you've and you've started on a different ward, or you're an artist and you're trying mixed media for the first time, or you're putting a coaching program together. All of it is like this labor of love and an imperfect experiment. And there's no risk-free world where you aren't going to mess up, or you just don't know what you don't know. And if you ask other people, what do you think? You're going to get Usually some really amazing gems, some nuggets of information that's going to help you both improve what you're doing and feel more expanded in the way that you can receive that information and in the way that you apply it. So 
I think this is some new level of leadership that we get to access, particularly as business owners, but I think this applies everywhere. So my one piece of advice I want to leave you with is to ask for feedback from somebody in the next couple of weeks. Like get very clear about what you want feedback on and who you want it from and activate some bravery and ask for it and see what happens. We've got to experiment to create new evidence that a new way of doing things is possible. And that's it's the experimentation that's often the scary bit. But try that and see what happens. I'd love to know how it lands. Tell me what you learn about you. You might just be surprised, right? And that's the key to this, I think, is being willing to experiment means that you're also willing to challenge the beliefs that you're, the protective beliefs that your self-doubt is offering you, that you cannot be with criticism, you cannot be with any kind of judgment. And often that's just not true, or it's such a minor part of the feedback process that we miss out on all the other goodness. I hope this helps you to get brave, ask for some feedback, and I will be back in your ear holes in 2023. I hope you have a lovely break over the holidays. Take care of you, your very precious cargo. Hey, if you're listening to Courage and Spice and you like what you hear, would you mind doing me a favor and opening up the podcast in the iTunes podcast app? Just click on the icon for Courage and Spice and scroll down to ratings and reviews to share your support. This will help other people find the podcast and you'll absolutely make my day. I still am blown away that over a hundred people have left five-star reviews for this little podcast that's all about self-doubt. Who knew this was such an interesting topic? Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you.